Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I want to talk about something that is really affecting our world, and it always has, but it seems so almost, well, I guess it's always been violent as well. It just seems so much closer to home because it is 2022 and we have social media. And man, you know, it used to be one bully on the playground, but now you can cause so much damage and uh, put so much anger, lies, and hatred out there in the world using social media. Now, I love social media at, at times. There's things I just love about it. I love keeping up with my family, what they're doing. Um, it's a busy world. I definitely contain it. I don't spend a ton of time on it. I give myself like 10 minutes uh, a day, and that's not even usually on the weekends. That's why I frustrate so many people when I don't check my devices because they're like, did you not get my message? I'm like, no, I was busy living my life. If it's that big of an emergency, pick up the phone and call me. Otherwise, I'll get to it when I get to it because bottom line is you have to remember that when social media is uh, contacting you, they are interrupting your space and peace and life. You owe no one nothing and your self-worth is not dictated by social media. Social media can truly be manipulated and is just full of a lot of lies. Use it for what you love and what you like or to get stronger. Like I love scrolling through Instagram um, to all these sites th uh, that Living Well with Shell follows that are inspirational because I share a lot of that stuff with all of you on, on the Instagram page. My personal Instagram page is just personal. It is literally private and shut down and I do not allow anyone to friend me without a request and nine times out of ten they're they're just trollers and I, I delete them and that is literally just to communicate with my closest friends and family about what might be going on that they might find interesting because I can't always be just phoning up everybody and keeping them all informed it's it's a lot of people and I guess maybe when we look back on things before social media, people probably didn't maintain close friendships with dozens and dozens of people. It literally, time and energy-wise, is almost impossible. Yes, I meet a lot of amazing people in my life. And for years, I'd host big parties, you know, 100 people. And I loved seeing them all and having them there. And they had friends that they knew in my circle. And with sometimes, because when you're the hostess, you're just, you know, you're not really visiting with anyone. You're just giving everyone a venue to visit with people that they know and love. But I don't do those parties anymore. It was for a time in my life. My energies and my physicality now can't cope with it. And I don't, I don't enjoy it like I used to. I do enjoy going to events uh, once in a while. I, I really do. Energy of people is amazing. But as an extroverted introvert, social stuff drains me. And I have to be wary of my energy and, and where I'm sending it and who's taking it from me. And those of you that are like me need to be aware of that if you're an introvert. Extroverts like my husband, they are juiced by being around people. They, they want more people. They want more events. He still loves to relax with me, which is, you know, very lucky in our marriage. But that's kind of how people's energy rolls. Now, I want to talk today about the fact that uh, 
you know, there's only us. There is no us and them. Um, there's only all of us. We are all human beings on this planet, and I would like you to put your cap on while you're listening to this podcast that says, if we're all equal and we're all here for a greater purpose, what do I need to open myself up to and learn? That's it. If you even just want to believe, but you don't right now, maybe you have thoughts about certain things and certain types of people and certain religions, how about we just right now for this next 20 minutes or so, we let all that go. And then you ask yourself, do I want more? Do I want change? Can I be the good in this world? And if so, what do I have to do to make that happen? One of the first things I'd like to bring to your attention is patterns and like narratives that run around that are often pushed by people in power that do not have your best interest at heart. Okay, that's a really tough one. There's, there's a lot of what ifs in the world. And if we are going to start getting on the disinformation bandwagon and censorship, there is no such thing as disinformation. It's simply information that you either accept or don't accept. Um, as a Christian, you know, I believe in God, but I also believe in more. I believe the scriptures were divinely inspired, but I also believe they were inspired and written down by man and then translated by man who I believe had an agenda. So I take what feels good and what feels right and the rest of it, some of it I just treat it like a parable or I look at it and say, that was great that that was understood this way for, for hundreds and thousands of years. But in today's day and age, does it mean exactly the same thing? Is the purpose of it exactly the same? What got me thinking about this as well, besides this, this topic came to me the other day, but yesterday, because I haven't had guests on the podcast for a long time, and by the way, the next couple of months, there are some amazing guests coming now. And this year, just dealing with my brother-in-law's death and my own pain and such. By the way, if I didn't tell you last week or before I came away, I'm getting a new hip. I am bone on bone and I'm so excited. It's funny how when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, how your optimism can give you energy. I have definitely been wallowing, surviving, coping from one day to the next, just managing pain and episodes, wondering how I was going to carry on with life like this with chronic pain. Now, the second I knew I was getting a new hip and I had six months, I'm like, all right, quit being a wussy head about all the drugs. Take them when you need them because I'm really against drugs if I can help it. Do what you need to do but have optimism and hope for the future. That is very energizing. So it got me back into my podcast, opened up my calendar again, and I was just inundated with requests. Well, for some reason, an email back from June just got missed in my, in my inbox, and it was for a request to have a rabbi on my show. It was quite an honor. He's apparently one of the, got the largest following on YouTube. And in it, the agent sent me a link to one of his talks. So I was listening to it. And he's an Orthodox Jew. And so it was very interesting to hear his perspective on the souls. Now, whether all Jews believe this, or it was just his analogy that we have two souls, a physical and a spiritual, and it's the spiritual soul's job to teach the physical. Now, I've always been, a, you know, a, a definitely a believer in the fact that this body is just a house for the part of me that is truly alive. And that is my soul. 
And the soul will live on after death. Death is just a doorway. My body will return to the earth from whence it came. And I, my spirit will go back to the other souls and this other spirits. And who knows what that realm looks like and who knows what that life will look like. I don't have answers to that. I just have faith that there is more. Now, why am I talking about there being only us? And I want to bring up a, uh, just a, a little example before I step into some other examples that are going to be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. We see what we want to see. It is part of our, our human perspective is our subjectivity is often limited by our experiences and our ability to open our mind and take in more information. So if you truly want to grow, you need to learn. You also need to let go of limiting beliefs and maybe in some cases just ignorant beliefs or hate, hate, hatred-like beliefs that you might have been raised with. What was I raised with? Only we were going to heaven. Catholics are not Christians. Homosexuality is a sin. Therefore, you know, one of my best friends from high school was going to hell. Even the whole heaven and hell thing. What if it's not what we think it is or preached about in the Bible? What if it's a state of mind, not necessarily an actual place? Because let me tell you, there's a lot of people that live in hells of their own making on this planet. And sometimes they live in hell that they don't create. I believe that mankind was given the earth to be the stewards of it. That is why we have free will. That is why I don't believe in statements like, oh, God called him home. And, and no. No, I do not believe God interferes in every little thing and that he is to blame or in control of every little thing. I believe he knows all. I believe the universe will give us what we ask for when we ask for it. So know what you want. Yesterday, I actually spent the day going out and looking at some homes that were for sale up in the Okanagan Valley where I am currently uh, visiting because I needed to know what I needed to attract. Like if I'm... If I'm not educated in what is out there and what might work for my lifestyle for the next 20 years, how do I know what I'm looking for if I don't get knowledgeable about what's out there? The last few years has seen a lot of very divisive thought processes. You know, the front page of one of the newspapers in my country printed an article a year and a bit ago. It just was so inappropriate. And the front page said this, if you don't take the, the COVID shot, those people should all die. I can't even begin to tell you the hatred and evil behind a comment like that. Think about that point of view for a second. Secondly, Black Lives Matter. Do you ever ask yourself why the media picked up on that so, so big during the middle of this so-called pandemic and why it became such a divisive um, point of, of interest? I have no patience for it because I believe all lives matter. And it does not matter that I am, have a white British background. My grandfather's grandmother was full-blood Native Indian. I have been engaged to a black man. I live in the lower mainland of, of uh, British Columbia, Canada, and I'm a visible minority. I live in an area that is predominantly Southeast Asian and Asian. Okay? In fact, it was quite funny when I brought in a student from Nigeria. She said, there's no black people here, Shelley. I says, I know. I tried to warn you about that. <laughs> I said, we just have a different demographic here than, say, in the States or even in Eastern Canada. But being a typical human being 
and because she wanted to experience Canada but also wanted to be amongst her own, she went searching for other Nigerian people. And she found a church within the first two weeks. She found social groups. It was great. I was so proud of her. But she also didn't bury herself in the culture she came from. She just wanted connection with it to feel more at home while she learned and experienced the Canadian way. Did you hear how I, how I put that? She didn't want to just be a Nigerian here in Canada uh, with only other Nigerian people. She wanted that safety net and that comfort level and that feeling of home. You know, our soul is, other souls call to us what is familiar to us. But she truly, like a lot of the immigration when I was in, in the 60s and 70s, when I was a kid, people came here after World War II to be Canadian, to have a, a different life. So I'm so proud of her about that. So how is it you feel about that situation? Do you find yourself pulling negative racial thoughts out of the, the, the uh, ether? And were you raised with those sorts of attitudes? Now, I have to admit, I was so grateful I was raised with no racism. So are you hanging on to little things from your childhood that maybe your parents repeated? I mean, you watch a lot of shows on TV and you see, you know, the racist redneck who just hates everybody and, and beats his wife and kids. Well, they tend to raise abusers and, and racist people because they learned it in their own home. So what if we break that generational curse? Okay. So Black Lives Matter was a huge thing that came up during this whole, you know, upheaval in the world. And I had to ask myself, why is this coming to the forefront again? Especially when there's so little truth and accuracy to so much of it. Because it's a narrative. Now for me, I look at history. Black people sold black people into slavery. White people have been slaves as well if you look at history. It is, was common practice in most cultures thousands of years ago to own slaves. And no, they were not all black. They were just the neighboring country, the other religion they didn't like. You know, the Jews were slaves in Egypt for how many years? All of these things you really truly have to ask yourself. Is this a truth? Do I believe it and do I want to spread it? And is my belief based in love and growth for the human race? Is my belief based in love and growth for the human race? And if the answer is no, think about why you believe what you believe. Ask yourself the questions. Now the new thing, all the gender dysphoria stuff. It is rampant in our school systems right now. I'm so very grateful this was not a thing when I was a kid. Otherwise, my sister would have been transitioned because she was a huge tomboy. And... Um, and my daughter, my granddaughter, sorry, told me the other day that, well, Grandma, half the kids in my class are gay. She's 12. And I'm like, no, they're not, honey. <laughs> We're simply teaching our children to be confused instead of creating strong men and women. Because women rights have only been around for 50 years, folks. And yet, 50 years after gaining these rights, we are now somebody is undermining it. That's what the question I have to ask. Just like I had to, I question the COVID shots is like when they're pushing the narrative so strongly and they're locking me down and taking away my fundamental rights as a human being, what's wrong with it? And I followed the money. So when I see hatred being pushed like that and weird agendas, I just ask myself, is this benefiting love and is this benefiting the world? No, I believe strong men and women are important. 
do not get me wrong. There are people that are confused. There are a lot of young people dealing with a lot of depression and anxiety. And instead of us dealing with the root cause, we're telling them they're all confused about their gender. No, there's men and there's women. And how you identify or how you want to dress or act is totally your business. I am not going to hate on that. And I'm not going to use that as a platform to divide people from each other yet again. I dealt enough with it with the homosexuality issue in the 80s. That was my battle when I was the young people's age. It was a sin, according to, you know, every church. Um, I have a very dear friend that, uh, you know, I went through high school with, and, and he is my son's uncle. He is not a pedophile because he's gay. And yet these were the things that people started believing, that AIDS was only because of gay men. It's like, seriously? So it's very hard for me to look at history and not see the connection that is always seems to be there underlying the dividing all of us. Now, I'm not sure what the whole truth or story is about the story in the Bible about the Tower of Babel. That is where in the Christian religion, it is quote unquote believed that mankind was divided by race and language across the globe because in God's wrath, when the people were trying to build a tower to reach God and were trying to be as, as high as God, he struck it all down confused their tongues, I think is how the, the uh, scripture goes, and scattered them across the earth. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we have a lot of languages and a lot of types of people. God apparently liked diversity. And yet, we as a human race struggle with it. We struggle with diversity and yes, do, if there's anything that I've said that hit a, bo- a nerve this, this podcast, be clear that what I'm saying then resonates for you. We struggle with it. And that is something that truly needs to be healed and changed going forward. So adding more things into the human agenda that tear us apart, I don't believe is solving anything. Truth can be subjective. History is usually written by the winners. Lots of times there are some very steady, eddy, well-documented things in, in, in our world history that are quantified and can be proven. And at some point, actually, you just have to believe something and not make it a religion. Just say, you know what, until I know differently, I don't believe that. Were residential schools bad? Yes. What right did a group of people have to come into another country and tear children away from their culture and their families because they felt that their language and their race was a sin against God. My head wants to explode when I hear people talk like that. But that was then. We cannot keep judging the past by the knowledge we have today. But we also need to learn from the past and quit introducing new things to hate about. Okay, so that was a lot of very uncomfortable examples. There's way more things going on in the world. You know, I have an Iranian student in my basement right now who is just heartbroken about the death of the young lady in Iran that, you know, had a little piece of hair sticking out from her her headpiece. And those men that beat her, there's nothing holy or righteous about that. They are animals acting on their basic evil nature, 
Maybe the rabbi that I listened to the other day on YouTube is right. We have two souls, a physical and a spiritual, and it's our spiritual soul's job to teach the physical. And if your physical soul that knows so little and is affected by so much of the stuff on this planet that's dark won't listen to the spiritual soul, then this stuff is, you know, is going to happen. I don't know if that's the truth or not, but I really liked the example. I thought it was kind of interesting. But the bottom line is that's just hatred. The Holocaust, hatred. BLM, hatred. Women have only had proper rights the past 50 or 60 years um, and still a large parts of the planet women have are not seen as, as equals or human beings. Children are abused, animals are abused. This is all part of the hatred and, and such that is prevalent on our planet. So how about we not focus on that? Let's focus on the light. And like I said, right at the beginning, if your goal as a human being right now is to choose light and to break generational curses and to change the world, then do not get caught up in causes that cause division between human beings because there is no me and you. There is only us. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.